Army veteran Matt Hesse leads the University of Health Performance as founder and CEO and is the author of Interdisciplinary Program, The Purpose Blueprint, empowering fellow veterans to identify their purpose while building a unique strategy to pursue it. Coming up next on Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. Take on this holiday season with the help of Navy Federal Credit Union. When you use the Navy Federal Cash Rewards Card, you can earn up to 1.75% cash back on all purchases. Visit NavyFederal.org for more information. All right, today we're talking with Army veteran Matt Hesse from University of Health and Performance. So, Matt, doing a lot of great things to help veterans in uh, finding their purpose and how to execute on those kind of things. Before we get to talking about all that, take us back and tell us what you did in the Army. Uh, well, thanks for having me on, first of all. Um, I think these are these platforms are incredibly important, especially the ones that focus on transition. Um, and I'm happy to be uh, able to share at least a little bit of my story and hopefully inspire some some soldiers or sailors or airmen or Coast Guardies or Space Forceians uh, to be able to uh, navigate their transition better. So I uh, appreciate what you do and thanks for having me on. You bet. Um, so, uh, like a lot of young men and women who enlist in the military, I, I found my way into, into service, um, a little bit through, uh, a rough childhood, um, didn't have a ton of options, uh, grew up just my mom, my mom and I, and, um, I was wandering through a, uh, a Pomida, which is like a Walmart back in the day, but small market Pomida. And, um, I saw a, a soldier, um, and he noticed me looking at him and being the good recruiter that he was, he scurried right on over and introduced himself. And, um, he was a golden gloves boxer and, and I was really into wrestling and, and combat sports at the time. And, and so I ended up starting to box with him in the afternoons and pretty soon he got inside my head and did, did what recruiters do. And, and I, uh, I was drawn to, um, the, the passion he had for service. And, um, I have a, a lot of perspective on that now, which we'll hit in a second, but, um, played a pivotal role in my life. And I would say probably my first mentor. Um, and, uh, and so at 17 years old, uh, I did a, I enlisted in, in the, uh, army as a split op. So I went to basic training when I was 17, um, rode bulls and, and wrestled all through my senior year, broke my neck, um, and my arm in the same year. Um, and s- still somehow found my way into IT um, on the other sides. Uh, so I went to Fort Sill. Um, I enlisted with the infantry or with the artillery, I'm sorry. And, um, and spent, spent, uh, about the first two years of, um, uh, my service, uh, in the artillery and then transitioned reclassed into the infantry later. Um, I was in the military, um, in 2000, I think I entered in 96 and got out in 2001, uh, in July. Um, and, uh, um, had, had a really uneventful, peaceful time in service. We weren't at war uh, for most of that and my unit didn't deploy. Um, and so, um, you know, most of my background in the military and my um, memories of the military are all based on the leadership um, that I learned while there. And I didn't, you know, didn't grow up with my dad in the house. And so um, really was attracted to um, 
you know, learning what it meant to be a man and what it meant to serve and, and the values that the military is so good at giving us. Um, and it formed me into who I am. I don't know who I'd be without that. And so, um, I got out, used my GI bill to go to school. Um, and, uh, was passionate, uh, from an early age about nutrition and exercise, uh, been the foundation of my life. It helped me navigate a lot of tough things in my childhood, uh, especially the physical part. Um, and while working, uh, while going to school, I was working at a GNC store, a nutrition store. And that's where I met my second mentor. Um, he was a, a GNC franchisee. He owned, uh, uh, several GNC stores and I really, um, I spent, you know, my mornings and my evenings in the weight room. Um, and after school I was at GNC. And so I kind of built this little model of, uh, writing nutrition programs and diets for, uh, both customers and athletes at school and really got into the power, um, of serving in a different way, um, teaching people how to, how to optimize their life physically. Um, and later, uh, nutritionally, and now, now working more into the mental health space, uh, and using those things as a, um, as force multipliers for each other. Um, so I, I, my transition out was not, um, complicated. Like I think a lot of folks, um, especially folks who stay in the military a long time. Uh, but I, I really, um, believe that, uh, service is a big part of everyone's heart, um, who has been in the military and it needs to be a part of your life when you get out. And, um, and I probably subconsciously was doing that through my work with the, um, uh, nutrition and programming. And that's what kind of set me on the, my career path. Um, it was a, a really awesome time in my life. Um, I was writing programs for all the wrestlers and football players at school and, um, when I, when I started thinking about what I was going to do, um, in my career, uh, when I got out of the military and out of school, um, I, I knew that I wanted to do something in the sort of human performance space. Um, but I, because of that job at GNC, I became really passionate about, um, uh, meeting people on the, on the training floor and on the nutrition floor and programming. And so that was my first career. Um, I became uh, a GNC franchisee. I saved up my money in school and I bought a nutrition store. Wow. No kidding. Talk a little yeah. bit about the franchisee aspect of things. Cause you know, franchising is oftentimes a great way for veterans to get into the business space and the entrepreneurial space. You can kind of follow a follow a plan, execute a plan, you have a, you have yeah. a template. There, there's ups and downs you know, associated with franchises, of course, but talk about what your experience was as a franchisee. Yeah. I mean, I, for, for the, I agree with everything you said. It's a incredible framework for a first time entrepreneur um, because they do a lot of uh, either the systems that they have help you um, navigate, uh, you know, doing the basics um, that maybe you don't know how to do preparing financial statements and that kind of stuff. Um, uh, but for the same reason that I didn't make a career out of the military, franchising was, um, I was very successful in it. I had about 15 GNC stores over about a five-year period um, that I bought and sold and, and ran. Um, but I don't like rules a whole lot. Um, I'm a creative, out-of-the-box thinker. Uh, I like to disrupt things and do different things in a different way. Uh, and so, um, you know, yeah. franchising systems work because there's structure and there's rules and, um, you're meant to follow those. And I was a bit of a maverick in the GNC franchising world. Um, about year three or four, um, I realized that 
I could make my own products and make a lot more margin and make a lot better product while doing it. At least I, I believe that was, yeah. uh, I had an oncologist, um, who was in the cancer treatment center next door to me. And she, she was coming in buying these ingredients. Um, and basically they were ingredients to help cancer survive cancer, uh, folks, folks who have cancer going through chemo treatments, um, fight off the, um, the free radicals that, that, it, that, damage white blood cells and ultimately immunity. Yeah. Uh, and so she and I became friends. Uh, she started sending me research papers and I was reading all these things and um, I became really like uh, hooked on, I can actually help people um, not medically, but like program people's nutrition and, um, and training programs who are dealing with those kinds of, um, you know, life altering and sometimes life ending ailments. Um, and so I became a little scientist within my stores, um, and that led to me creating my first product. Um, and it was based on some research out of Wisconsin. Um, what I didn't know then, uh, that I learned quickly was that GNC does not want their franchisees, um, starting brands and competing with them. Um, <laughs> of course not. Uh, one day I got a knock on the door from, from the, uh, people at, in the leadership, uh, who said, Hey, you can't do this. Um, and I wasn't just selling them to my stores. I was selling them to all the franchise stores. Um, so I, I built a business within their franchise. Um, and I have a phenomenal relationship with GNC. I'm still very close to the, to the executive team there now. Um, and, uh, but ultimately I was sort of given an ultimatum, either sell all your stores, um, and do this or, um, stop selling that product to all of our franchisees and uh, continue running your stores. Um, so I chose the former. I, I decided to sell all my GNC stores and pursue building a, a career in um, in the sports nutrition uh, space. And uh, the, the, the decision was actually a, um, an easy one because it allowed me to be free to create things. Mm -hmm. I love you know, packaging and, and forms and user experience. And, and so, um, I guess the point going back to your question, franchising is a, I don't know that I would be where I am now if I hadn't learned through that system and structure, um, I would have required a lot of mentors and some good luck. And, and so I'm a big believer in one entrepreneurship for our population and, um, veterans and service members, uh, but two, um, either having a phenomenal mentor or having a system that can help you learn how to be, uh, in business for yourself. Absolutely. Well, hold that thought. We're going to take a brief break. Be right back. Learn how you can get cheer to last all year with the cash rewards card at NavyFederal.org. Take on this holiday season with the help of Navy Federal Credit Union. When you use the Navy Federal Cash Rewards card, you can earn up to 1.75% cash back on all purchases. You can redeem your rewards as soon as you earn them. And using the Navy Federal mobile app makes redeeming easier than ever. Enjoy the rewards of cash back without any annual fee, balance transfer, or foreign transaction fees. There are no limitations on rewards, and they never expire while your account is open. Our members are the mission. Insured by NCUA, rates are variable and range between 12.65% and 18% APR based on credit worthiness. ATM fees for cash advances are up to $1 at non-Navy Federal ATMs. Message and data rates may apply. Visit NavyFederal.org for more information. Hey, back talking with Army veteran Matt Hesse from University of Health and Performance. So, Matt, you, you touched on something a little bit ago I wanted to bring back up. Um, you said that when you were running your GNC stores, you, you discovered that you weren't, you didn't like working in a highly structured environment where there wasn't really much room for creativity or um, artistic um, license, that kind of stuff. And 
uh, you know, for, for most of my life, I'd, I'd struggled with that same thing, but I didn't know what it was. Like my entire time, 24 years in the Marine Corps as an airline pilot, nothing but structure there. Right. And I, I operated in a structured environment pretty good, but there was some level of frustration with it all the time. And I heard, um, Chris Ducker, the youpreneur guy, I heard him say mm-hmm. one time on a podcast that he was talking about himself. He says, I'm great at creating things and building things and getting them up and operating. And he said, but once they're operating good, I don't want to manage them. I'm not a manager. I don't manage things well. That's not what I do. So once I get them up and running, I bring in a manager and I'm out and I go back and find something new. And, and when he said that, the light bulb came on for me and I'm like, that's, that's been my lifetime frustration with so many things I've done is I'm, I'm a creator. I want to build, I'm not an artistic type of person, like, but, but I want to build things. I want to create businesses and yeah. ideas out of nowhere. That's what triggers me. That's what inspires me. But operating in a highly structured environment, not, not my forte, not what I really like, but there are, there are plenty of people that love doing that. There are plenty of people that love managing systems and love managing and keeping things, the status quo and operating things to keep them going. That's the good news. You can always bring those people in to run those things for you. But the artistic types, the builders, the creators, if you're running a consistent thing every day, that's not where your shine is. So when I became aware of that, it was just like, man, I finally, I finally understand where so much of my frustration has come most of my life operating in these structured environments. I should have been out creating things this whole time. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you you hit a nail on the head that I think is a really important thing for all of your listeners and all veterans to think about the military, again, back to structure and, you know, command and, and rank and sometimes um, especially an enlisted soldier um, in a conventional force, they're really there to do what they're told to do. Um, and it may to get, be a part of a bit of strategy, but the majority of the time you're executing the mission that's been handed down from command. And so, um, you know, the idea of like, well, why don't we do it this way? That does not go well. Um, typically sometimes if you have a great dynamic leader, um, that are, that is an inclusive planner potentially, or if they really trust, let's say a squad or a platoon to do something dynamic because they've built that rapport relationship. But then you may, you may move um, to another unit that does not have that same type of leadership structure um, or, or openness to collaboration. And then frustration sets in again. And I experienced that a lot um, in the military and in the franchising system. And so I guess the point in that for, for listeners is to think about, um, you know, not your, when you're getting out and starting to think about what, what career, what field to go into the intuitive thing is like, Oh, well I was uh, in communications here. I can just do that in my civilian job. And maybe that's not what you're passionate about. Employers try to plug you into that too. Oh, oh, you're, you're you're an infantry guy, security, you're going to be secure. Like, come on guys. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They they try to jam that square peg in a round hole all the time. And so that's what you do at University of Health and Performance is help veterans figure out where they're really going to be good at because what you did in the military isn't necessarily what you should be doing on the civilian side. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. And it, it, it was an iterative process to get to that. I had been building this company and I had maybe 150 employees and a lot of them were veterans. And I had seen over the years uh, enough data just from my own management of them that this was happening. And in combination with that, I think like a lot of us in our population, um, some are suffering in silence. Some were seeing that, you know, um, a, a really scary statistic, and I'm not going to focus on veteran suicide because I think there's, a, there's a, quite a lot of data around that. Yeah. But the, a scary statistic of 7,000 lost in combat in the last 20 years in the global war on terror and 150,000 since in that same time of period to time period have killed themselves. And my, my belief after running all of these programs um, and doing research is that, that the beginning uh, of that funnel starts in the loss of purpose um, and being exactly. able to serve a higher calling. And the second piece is, um, when you lose purpose and camaraderie and support and structure and physicality, and you go down into like, well, I have to get a job to pay the bills. Um, and I don't think that the planning is nearly what it should be. The support is not nearly what it should be. Um, and that's the gap we have between DOD and VA. Um, you know, we've got a, a fighting force. Its job is to build lethal soldiers and protect our democracy. And then you've got medical-based treatment system that is trying to flex and be psychology and all these things. Um, but the bridge between the two um, transition is where people are, are getting lost and they're falling down and literally killing themselves. And so yeah. I, think, I think that the point I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make is that you served and you have an opportunity in the time between service and, and your civilian career to really think about who you are and what you care about in your life um, and what you're passionate about. I want every single service member who gave their time to this country to have the ability to live a life of great meaning and purpose when they get out. And the only way that that's going to happen is if you slow down and focus on yourself for a minute and figure out who you are, what you love, what you don't like, what you really dislike, and try to put yourself in a position to win doing what you love every day. And I think that in combination with higher purpose and calling and continuing to serve in some capacity is, is where all that starts. And so um, to back up just a little bit, I had built this business and I had seen all these, all this data and I had been really affected by suicide directly and indirectly. And I finally decided I had had enough of, of sitting on the sidelines. I was hiring vets, but it wasn't enough. And so in 2017, I formed a foundation and I started doing research and I took platoon size elements away to boy scout camps for a month at a time. I embedded with them. I lived with them. I trained with them. I cried with them. I laughed with them. Um, and I asked a lot of questions and what I figured out inside that, what I, my team and I figured out inside of that period of time is that, that if you transition with a purpose and you have a focus on what makes you happy and which, how you love to live your life, then then career and success and certainly suicide um, won't enter your 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 framework um, because you'll be you'll be happy doing what you love doing. Um, now, other there's a lot of elements of suicide. I don't want to brush over uh, combat related stuff, uh, PTSD, all that stuff is very relevant. Right. But for the majority of people, at least in my blast radius, have been got gotten to the place of suicide in a step process, loss of purpose, loss of um, camaraderie, uh, loss of unit and family, um, subsidizing with drugs and alcohol and bad behaviors, uh, loss, then loss of, of, you know, family and support structure, 
And then it just kind of keeps going down to like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a bad dude. I don't think I deserve to be on this planet. And that for me is a gut wrenching thing to have come from higher calling and service down to that point. And so the whole uh, FitOps Foundation's mission was to identify what's causing it and how to solve it um, in our ecosystem. And that was based off the framework that I'd always lived my life from, which is sort of four focuses in life. Um, we call them now think, train, feel, and lead, uh, which is a purpose blueprint. Um, but what goes into that are intellectual education and studies on the things you care about uh, and setting goals in that, that pillar, um, physical fitness, um, keeping your body uh, physically fit to fight in whatever arena you're fighting in, uh, emotional awarenesses, um, which is the field department, really about creating consciousness and awareness to what are the things in my life I love and what are the things in my life that I keep inviting whether it be trauma or pain or, you know, unfulfilled work or whatever those things be mapping those things out on a timeline and saying, Oh, these are the things I love doing. And these are the things that keep hurting me. I'm going to create awareness to do more of these and less of those. Um, and then the last one being values, the military gives us a value system. Each of us have a different set of drivers inside of us and having a non-negotiable, no BS value system that allows you to, Anytime you meet somebody and say, eh, do they fall in my value system or not? Nope. Okay. Sorry. Not interested. Do they, uh, do they add value? Can I add value to their life? Then maybe they become part of your, part of your life. And so um, that was the work that we did. Uh, put about 300 veterans through it, listened to their stories, um, saw a lot of common trauma in their backgrounds, not just service related trauma, but repeated trauma. Uh, and so knew that we needed to build a framework to um, address that. And then how do we, how do we give them a vocation that allows them the space to live that life that they really want to live? And for me, that has always been uh, training. Um, and if I think about what all of us who have served want more than anything else in life, it is to add value and live a life of meaning and purpose and serving in a uniform gives you that ability. When you sign on the dotted line, you are part of a tribe part of a part of a, a bigger mission than yourself. And that's what most of us want. And so how do you wrap that all together? Um, empathy is what drives you to want to serve others. And what is the career that you can get into that allows you to exercise empathy every single day in a healthy space where you can make six figures a year. And that is coaching. And I'm not talking about just a personal trainer. I'm talking about a holistic health and fitness coach who knows how to program nutrition uh, train and write, write programs for physical training, um, uh, understand who their client is from a, from an emotive perspective, um, using empathy to build rapport, um, and then living your life with value. Um, and so, um, that research, uh, turned into forming a, uh, university that would teach this curriculum. And then all of the students who go through the program, their first week is all blueprinting. So it's figuring out how you're going to think, train, feel, and lead for your future based on your passion, your skills, and your experiences. And if that ends in, hey, I want to be a coach, I want to learn how to change people's life through health and fitness, then they stay on for the next two weeks and they graduate with an accredited personal training degree, uh, a certificate as a mental health first responder to be able to identify and, and spot where people are struggling. Um, that isn't to make you a therapist. That's to say, I know, I can, I know you because I, I work with you. I train you. You're my friend, whatever it might be. And I can tell something's going on and we teach them how to facilitate conversations. Um, and that could be around a squat rack 
could be over coffee. It could be with your spouse, but it's really, it's really building the skills and the muscles in you to be able to not only identify, but then help bring someone forward through a conversation. Um, they also get nutrition programming and then ultimately they graduate as accredited personal trainers with a holistic background. And then we place them across industry in whether it be back in the tactical space, serving the current formation into GNC as a nutritionist with a general manager job, which by the way, starts at 65 grand a year because you're a prior service veteran um, or, you know, into their own businesses at some point. You're still talking to GNC. I'm close with those guys. <laughs> That's good. That's good. You left on good terms. And so you, you have an actual conduit to put somebody back into a GNC store as a manager. That's yeah. Great. Not only, awesome. not only somebody, but a servant leader uh-huh. who has an actual background in performance uh, nutrition and um, who is wants to be part of a culture of, of doing good to do well. Uh, and that's what our whole mission is all about doing good to do well. That's awesome. How much is the, how long is the course? Um, so there's two, there's, there's a three week course and it's broken up into a one week and a two week on the backside. You can either opt to come for the first week and just blueprint. If you're like, I don't really want to be a, a strength conditioning coach or a nutritionist. You come for one week, you build your blueprint and that is toggled between physical training, intellectual training, emotional awareness and value systems. So when you leave, you've got a very clear distilled down. This is my purpose. This is how I'm going to serve in my life and a plan to actually go do it. And then a support system through our graduate network um, that will actually support you in helping you figure out how to do that. If you want to be a coach, and you're either for a period of time, either for yourself or for others, then you stay on for the second two weeks and it's a total of three and you graduate with the accredited personal training degree um, where you can go into any gym in the country and get a job with um, or um, uh, even just using it for yourself um, to keep you and your family and the people around you physically fit to fight as well. So, you know, it's a, it's a full boat, 200 curriculum over 21 day program. So it's 11 hours a day of training. Uh, we just graduated a platoon yesterday, 29 new coaches. Um, some of them are going into gyms. Some are going to start their own businesses. Some are going into GNC as managers. Um, but all of them know who they are, where they're going and what they're going to do with their life. Wow. And is it, yeah. is it all veteran focused or civilians also? It's hundred percent veteran, um, and active duty. So we, okay. we do some contracting with the department of defense across, um, the army and the army national guard. We're starting to work into, into other, uh, branches as well. Um, those who come through on a DOD, uh, paid slot, we take profits from those folks and help the veterans who don't have money, um, to go through the program. Mm, that's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. So you're actually bringing active duty folks coming through your program and they're going back to their military units and being PT instructors or fitness coaches yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Not, not just PT, but you, I mean, you hit you hit the nail on the head with, with they're going back to their formations and they're impacting their formation formations holistically with these new skills, mental health first responder, accredited personal training, precision nutrition, uh, certified, uh, nutritionists. Um, and then the other pieces of, you know, really, I think the service member is, um, because they're serving families who support them might say, man, this is so selfish. He's always deploying. He's always training. It's like we come last and, and he comes first or she comes first. The reality is the mission and the country come first, the family comes next 
And the service member never fills their own cups up. They get their cup filled up from serving. But at the end of the day, the, the dynamic in the family sometimes is it feels selfish. And the reality is it's actually the opposite. So what happens with service members and they get out, they had all this purpose and meaning people appreciated and loved them for their service. Um, families struggle, deployments are hard, but at the end of the day, they're like, okay, he or she's getting out. They're going to be hundred percent focused here. Well, what happens then? Most of them get lost. And yeah. so then the family is like, man, I supported you for all these years. And now you're, you're not even here. And it's, it's not that they don't want to be there. It's that they can't figure out how to be there um, because they're sort of in no man's land. I'm not serving anymore. I don't feel I add value. You're mad at me. Uh, and I'm generalizing, but this, this is common. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, how do we, how do we bring that all back to a focus that allows us to actually help them um, feel valuable and impact their families and their communities? Um, and I really believe that we have a framework that's going to change the landscape of our space. Wow. So you're actually a DOD approved school. We are. Yeah, we have, That's we awesome. have, uh, we have, um, we're an accredited licensed school in the state of Arkansas, um, accredited in the personal training cert. Um, and we have federal funding through the department of labor, um, for, for veteran for veterans who don't have jobs. Uh, we are working on GI bill, um, and expect to be able to put that in place. One month of benefit gets you a certification as a personal trainer and your purpose blueprint. Um, and then, you know, the, the future state is we're running, you know, 30 or 40 platoons of 35 uh, to 40 folks. So, you know, we're talking about a big impact, about 15,000 veterans and service members per year coming through the program. Wow, man. That's incredible. Dude, we're getting nice. close to the end of our time. I mean, we could talk for hours about this. You guys are doing great things. Um, so yeah, we are getting close to the end of our time. So how does somebody find University of Health Performance and possibly applies or if they're interested in coming to one of your courses? Yeah. So if you're getting out or have been out and still trying to figure out who you are and where you're going, go to go to um, university-hp.com, uh, click register, and you go into an application. It takes, I think, six or seven minutes. Um, that then puts you down into our system. We get you slotted for a class. Uh, if you do not have funding from a unit or um, you're not unemployed and you can't find a way to get the Department of Labor to pay for it, then you will refer you over to our foundation. Our foundation uh, will will look at your application and likely give you a scholarship. Um, and that scholarship will pay for your tuition. And all we ask from anybody that goes through the program uh, is that they pay for the gift that we've given them to others when they get out. Absolutely. Wow. That's awesome. Well, hey, Matt. Uh you've become a successful veteran entrepreneur at this point. Um, you've made it to the top, essentially you guys are doing great things. If you're yeah. talking to somebody that's on their getting, you know, somebody on their way out of the military in the middle of their transition, they're looking to get into entrepreneurship. Don't really want to do the corporate America thing. What kind of advice comes to mind? Um, the first thing is plan to get out, um, do some deep work and figure out who you are and what you care about. Don't take the first job that's offered to you. Like, Oh, I'll just do that job. You get priced in, you can't afford to quit it. And then you're stuck in a, you know, uh, to your point, flying a plane and you're like, man, I don't even, I don't even love doing that. Um, you know, maybe, maybe you love flying, but all the administrative stuff that comes with it, whatever. Yeah. Um, every single service member deserves to live a life of incredible purpose and meaning. And so, figure out who you are. If you don't know how to do it, come to university and we'll help you do it. 
Um, and then go attack that, that life that you want. Um, don't settle, uh, for a job. You deserve a career of fulfillment and meaning. Awesome. Wow. Well, Hey Matt, thanks for sharing your successful veteran entrepreneur story. We look forward to seeing your future success. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right. These two veterans are on the move. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike. <laughs>